0: Loony, you want to say hi? Now, if I wanted to get to say hi, I would need to knock on something. There we go. See, I I know I know how to make this dog work. You wanted to bark, you just knock on something.
1: Welcome to ADSP, the podcast, episode 84, recorded on June 24, 2022. My name is Connor, and today with my co-host, Bryce, we interview special guest, Tony Van Eerd.
2: So I, I've got the same thing. My, my mom's side is, is like Irish, Scottish, and a few other things, like some Spanish or whatever, you know, that kind of mix. And my dad's side is Dutch, straight up, straight up Dutch, as far back as you go.
0: Yeah, I was looking it up because I was wondering what the van means. And I guess it means like from.
2: Yeah. So it's like he's Tony from Erd.
0: I'm just going to call you that for now. No, yes, no, no, Tony no. I,
2: I was traveling, right, as we do, um, and went through the customs at Canada, at Toronto Airport or whatever. Went through something. And the guy's like, looks at my passport and all this stuff. He says, Oh, of the earth, world, worldly. He's like, worldly, of the earth. I'm like, What are you talking about? He's like, Your last name. Van Eerd of the Earth, and I'm like, oh right, right. It's of
0: Van yeah. is of, yeah. Okay, so so he's just Tony of the Earth,
2: yeah. And he's like, he's like, it means worldly. I'm like, it probably means farmer, you know, like <laughs> it doesn't mean worldly.
0: But I was no, like, no, no. It, it just look, it just means that your family were actually, yeah, intergalactic explorers. Yeah, and, and you we, were the Tony happened, yeah, from Earth.
2: Yeah. yeah, we're the the subset of the family from Earth. Um, yeah, but then I, you know, you go through all that and you get to the gate and then you meet up with all your other buddies you're traveling with, right? And the other guy I'm traveling with, he goes like, hey, my last name means blah, blah, blah. I'm like, did you go through the same guy? And I guess we figured like a bunch of us went through the same person and he just tells everyone what their last name means. And it doesn't That's matter what fun. language you are and stuff. And you can imagine someone who works at the airport like that and goes through staring at passports all day needs a hobby. And his yeah. hobby was like knowing languages. found
0: a way to keep it interesting. Yep.
2: Do you know what your first name means, Tony? Uh I'm 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 named after a mafia guy.
1: <laughs>
2: really? Tony. Yeah. I'm like named after an Italian mafia. <laughs> friend of the family. So wait, wait, oh
0: oh oh I thought you meant like a fictional character. No. No, you mean
2: Yeah. Yep. In uh born born in Windsor, you know, there's there's some mafia in Windsor. So
0: That's the Canadian mafia? Yeah.
2: I mean, so there's mafia nice everywhere, so, yeah. yeah it's like nice they, they
0: extort you, but they're really nice about it. <laughs> yeah.
2: they, they say
1: sorry when they're robbing oh, you. Sorry, sorry about or, that.
0: Well, or mm. maybe, they were, maybe they're the French-Canadian mafia, because I'm that's about different, to yeah. offend some, some number of my friends, some number of my audiences, but all those, all those stereotypes about Canadians being nice, that's not the French-Canadians.
2: Uh, it all depends whether we're holding a hockey stick or not holding a hockey stick. That's...
0: <laughs> and, and I mean that in the best I mean that in the best possible way.
2: Also, uh, uh, Olivier, you are
0: haughty in a good way.
2: Yeah. Olivier one day mentioned that we take all our anger and through some um, some secret ritual, we infuse all, we take all the anger out of us and put it into Canadian geese. And that's, uh, yeah. that's why they are yeah, the th- way they those are. Things are those and things then we send them south. Yep. It's a long term plan.
1: All right, well, we have a, a lot of topics probably to talk about tonight. Um, we're all going to be in T-minus well, T- from when we're recording, T-minus 24 days, we're all going to be in Toronto, CPP yeah. North. Yeah. Uh, I think technically when this gets released, it'll be 24 minus 7 is 17, 17 days? Um, it depends, actually. When are you getting into, because the conference is Monday to Wednesday, which starts on the 18th.
0: I believe I get in on the 17th. Um, I'm flying from Japan because I'm going this next Saturday. I go to London for CPP on C and then I go to uh, from London to Tokyo for um, uh, this quantum computing conference, um, which is like a whole podcast episode we should do about that. And then I go from the quantum computing conference in Tokyo to Toronto. Technically, I stop in New York for like three hours, but to Toronto um and that'll be my that'll be my july basically i'll be on the road for three weeks
1: so you you land on sunday tony when do you and tony tell tell. actually we have any we do a terrible job of introducing our we just start chatting yeah we and do. i'm sure there's a number of folks we always mentioned we were chatting on discord yesterday and tony mentioned that he's probably either the number one or at least top two tied with sean uh mentioned <laughs> individual you said his name on,
2: already how am i gonna stay ahead I was like going to go through this whole thing. Tony, 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 Tony. Yeah, I was going to go through this whole (laughs) this whole episode. I I only go by episodes, not how many times you say my name. But you just how many episodes I get brought up, and I think I'm on. I think I'm on the top of your list.
1: Maybe we should add a a tag because the website we tag topics, and whenever we say your name, yeah, you just know, Tony tag, yep, just, not as a guest,
2: just as mentioned. <laughs> just, um, just
0: kind of we we know we, we need a Tony counter. We need one yeah. of our audience members to go and count all the number of times that we've mentioned Tony.
2: I, I think that audience member is me. I'm I'm that yeah. I'm that pathetic that I keep track. If we had transcripts,
1: it'd be a lot easier. We yeah. just, yeah. just a couple of, like it's like a probably a one line or two line pearl pearl script, yeah. um, to get that. But anyways, Tony. Tell, tell the people uh, about yourself, where you're from, what you do, your history. Used to work at a famous company, and now a famous company,
2: too. Yeah, I wonder. He's, wonder.
1: Worked,
0: he's worked at two or three famous companies. I was going to say, I yeah. just
2: mean, like, in,
1: in, as, as far as Canadian in, companies that go, Scriber, it's pretty in Scriber, famous. Inscriber, right?
2: Pretty. That's what you're talking about? No, not
0: that one? <laughs> hey, wait, well, wait, okay. Wait, which, which famous company are you talking about, Connor? He's talking we'll about let, Blackberry,
1: we'll let, I think. That's what I'm talking about. But I
0: thought he meant Adobe. <laughs>
1: A other famous company, but that's not that's not Canadian company. Yeah. I said famous Canadian company.
0: Yeah, but who cares about Canadian companies?
2: I mean, Canadians do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, but do they A? really? You no, know, you're outnumbered, right, Grace? Like this whole yeah. thing. Even though, it's, even though Connor, it's is fine why...
0: for me to be outnumbered because you're Canadian.
1: <laughs> Bagels are coming up at some point, but first, let's let Tony well <laughs> introduce first, himself. Let me just... Oh, <laughs> at the same time, I've been waiting. Woo! <laughs> 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 What uh, does that look like a blackberry flavor you got there? The best one,
2: of course, it is. What were we
1: are just, we just going to talk about? <laughs> is that the Canadian about? I don't, I don't know. People no. sometimes say, I say the that Canadian about. That was the
0: Canadian about. You, you don't really do the Canadian about, Connor.
1: Sometimes
2: I do. I just don't, you,
0: know how. you, you would be, Connor, you could definitely pass for an American. You have almost no discernible accent. Have
2: That's you, you how do you Ta- put up with those kind of insults? <laughs> I mean
0: Tony, Tony has like a Tony has like a slightly more of an accent than you and it and when it comes out more like a little bit more but you you have an almost imperceptible accent.
1: It it's funny that brace says that cuz sometimes when I'm abroad people actually think I'm from New York and they're like oh you have a New York yeah, accent yeah, I are. was like I don't know what that is but um I'm not uh
0: And I I'm, I'm not really certain why you have that accent. Connor. Yeah. I did He's act a in a bit.
1: play when I was younger called Lost in Yonkers. So and you, you know, just okay. never, yeah. never yeah. dropped kind of it actor. again. No, yeah, I wasn't int- planning on doing an accent, but apparently yeah, a yeah. really yeah. method actor. <laughs> <laughs> I do consider myself the Christian Bale of the C community.
0: Um. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. Okay, you guys
2: just—you uh, were talking about me. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah. Tony. <laughs> we'll be quiet for uh, uh, mm-hmm. what? Um, so starts with. Um, yeah, I will be flying into Toronto down the 401 from KW area on Sunday. So yes, yeah, so I'm in Canada. I'm in well, I live in Guelph. If anyone knows where that is, uh, and work in Waterloo. I work at Christie, who makes projectors, um, which I will just say just
0: make projectors makes like amazingly mind-blowingly cool projectors.
2: Did you did you go to you went with 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 Hanna to? Um, the, the planetarium?
0: I, I go to that planetarium all the time because my grandfather volunteered at the Natural History Museum for like 20 years and his buddies with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I did not know it was Christie projectors. I'm not surprised. Yeah,
2: so those are the best projectors in the world. Like, there's no, no doubt those are, they're like I think I think we can only say a million to one contrast ratio. Only, wow. only a million to one, but it's actually higher than that. And but the,
0: this is the Hayden Planetarium at the American yeah. Natural History Museum in uh, New York, the uh, best museum in the world.
2: People had, people had trouble measuring the contrast ratio because it's so high. Um, we, we project, um, uh, cause it uses, uh, DMDs, right? The little chips that are mirrors. And normally you project light on the mirrors, and then you project it out the projector. And we said, no, no, no. We're going to project light onto the mirror, and then that goes to another mirror, and then that goes out the projector. So the projector costs twice as much as it should cost because we doubled the everything internally. But it gets rid of um, secondary light that you would get. So there's no, there's no like there's a this problem of black level light that you can get in a projector, and it just disappears. <laughs>
0: How many oh, projectors yeah. is it? Because it's, it's it's a planetarium, so it projects the entire hundred million. Yeah, like
2: it, I don't. don't know for sure, but it's like six, I think, or something like that. Six or eight or something. It's it's and the people there, the people at the uh, Hayden, are very picky. One of our most picky uh, customers ever. Like they they did not settle for anything less. Right. We basically made yeah. a projector. We designed a projector for them. Right.
1: Wow. Um, is there like a YouTube video that uh, won't capture? I'm sure uh, the contrast. But yeah. If I, I Google know. this, will I be able to find some kind know. of demo? Or I don't know. I know you know if I'm
2: telling you stuff I'm not supposed to tell you, but, uh, you know. Anyone could figure it, it out by, like, the w- projector's w- were there. You, or someone were you, could you take there
0: it. for, have you ever been there? I
2: haven't been there. I didn't get to go to that. I, I go to, I get to go to places. It's really weird when you work for Christie because if you do go on site, you go somewhere and you work on site at, like, midnight to 6 a.m., because you have to go there when it's closed. Yeah. So I've been to all these <laughs> big places only when it's closed. But I haven't been to Hayden.
0: And and to avoid getting into Tony into trouble, I'll just say big places such as you know theme parks, things like that. You know. I
2: like to places say places you may have gone as chil- gone to as children. I like to say Universal Studios, because that's one of the ones that I can say. And other large theme parks and yeah. places. Yeah. Um anyhow, before Christie, I worked at this other place called BlackBerry. Let me just take another drink of this Blackberry liquid. Oh, it's so I didn't even I'm not sure if that was
1: intentional. But wow. Yeah, I come prepared. Man. So my my
0: my favorite part of I knew Tony part of the time when he was at BlackBerry sort of towards the end. And my favorite part of Tony at BlackBerry was the period towards your end of the, the end of your time at BlackBerry where it seemed like your job function was just to file patents. <laughs> Yeah, because, I went through a stage. If I recall, the the like the benefit system for for like the reward system that they gave you, well there, there's for there's two there's two like...
2: parts. There's two parts. <laughs> I mean, the reward system is not much different than anywhere else I don't think. But um they did have a thing where they the anybody who is a director or something had people under them uh had a quota. They they just said, well, you know, you you've got not not that I did. I didn't I I don't like having people under me, so um, but my manager or something had like fifty people or hundred people under him. So they said we would expect, you know, this many patents every year or this, you know, every quarter. I expect ten patents out of a hundred people or some number. And my manager was telling me this one day, and I said, "All right, we'll we'll do that this afternoon for you." And he's like, "What?" I said, "I'll just sit down with a couple other guys and we'll just we'll just make up patents for you this afternoon." And then what we did every whenever we needed more patents, we we're just like, "I can think up." whatever some of them are dumb some of them are actually good i got patents on predicting the future i got i got the awesomest <laughs> patents um how many
0: patents do you have
2: i might have like 10 or something not not that many but um i used to work with a guy gary classen i worked with him at Christie and i uh, uh, and at blackberry he's the guy who wrote bbm the good old blackberry messenger the first yeah you know he's got like 200 patents he's just like and he didn't even know it. The w- lawyer one day told him like that he's on two hundred patents. He's like, why? But it's because like every BlackBerry, every BBM patent had had his name on it, kind of thing. You know, um, he's a great guy, by the way. Um,
0: and I, I also re- seem to recall you towards the end of of your time at BlackBerry describing like. Your your station and situation at BlackBerry is like, you knew where the escape hatch <laughs> was if you needed to exit the building in BlackBerry. Uh, uh,
2: it's kind of sad that I, um, you know, should I be even saying these things? But I went to my, I went to my manager and, and said, like, you know, a round of layoffs were coming. I knew they were coming. And I said, put me on the list. I said, I'm fine. I, I can get another job. The, the, you know, there's other people on my team. I, they can all get other jobs. But I'm like, I feel the most confident of everyone here that I'll land on my feet. So I said, "Put me on the list." And he's like, "I can't do that." He, and he said, "He said I asked my manager to put myself on the list." So, like, my manager was going up <laughs> on another chain saying, "Put me on the list." You know? Yeah, it's kind of bad when when once you start seeing rounds of rounds of layoffs. Um, but BlackBerry still exists, right? They are still out yeah. there, and it, it's in your car. BlackBerry is in your car right yeah,
1: now. Yeah, QNX. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: what that's, we we uh, you know Nvidia does a lot of car stuff yeah. and uh, and QNX it's it's real big and and
2: twenty five million cars. Yeah, um, but anyhow,
0: but let's but we should talk about the good times of Blackberry because you used to be very excited about should, Blackberry.
2: Should
1: problems. we just give like a little little couple minute um, description? Because I'm sh- I'm sure there's at least one or two people that are below the age of like. I don't know people oh, that actually okay. don't know what BlackBerry is um, and have no idea what BBM is. Um.
2: Uh, where where do we start? Um, BlackBerry was was one of the first. I mean, there was even before BlackBerry, there was like Palm and stuff. BlackBerry was really on the on the bleeding edge of of phones before the iPhone, right? Um, uh, BlackBerry was the first thing to really have uh, really good email and stuff in your pocket and and corporate the corporate world lived and died off blackberries uh, all all business was done on a blackberry because you could quickly connect and do your email and get everything and and just it was the businessman's you know pocket device um, and it was the it was the number one phone before the iPhone came out and then the iPhone came out and I didn't even work at Blackberry when the iPhone came out I worked at Adobe. And I saw it and I was like man my friends at blackberry I gotta tell them that they're in trouble and no one at blackberry believed that the iPhone was gonna cause a problem they're like it doesn't even have copy and paste it's uh, you know that iPhone sucks and it's like guys the I, ju- I is just awesome. read
0: an a Twitter thread about about the the iPhone not having copy and paste and like apparently they just didn't have time to get around to implementing it <laughs> but yeah like like I was rooting the said and I like I didn't even know that the first iPhone didn't have copy and paste but it was from one of the original, like, iPhone devs. And he was like, yeah, you know, we just really, we just ran out of time. Yeah. We just didn't have time for copy and paste.
2: Um, the the original, what, a friend of mine jumped on the iPhone early, right? The iPhone also didn't have apps. Like, you couldn't write an iPhone yeah. app. Um, and the first iPhone app was, was the camera, or not the camera, the um, light. And it wasn't even the camera light. It wasn't the flash. It was, it turned your screen white. And that was a 99 cent app. And my friend at the time said, we should start writing iPhone apps. I was like, the first app was 99 cents. It made the screen white. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But, you know, I don't got time for that. Man, being like early days, you could have made a killing, right? Yeah. When, when a white screen made money. like yeah. Anyhow, um, I worked at BlackBerry. Before BlackBerry, I worked at Adobe for like almost 10 years. Uh, mostly worked on Adobe Premiere. Um, also worked on some internal, what we called internal open, open source, which is like shared code within Adobe. So my code is in like all the products. I can, I can always point to an Adobe product and say I got some code in there. Um, before Adobe, I worked at a place called Inscriber. And Inscriber's got like a huge amount of, strangely large number of people from this tiny company work in interesting places now because it was just this like little hotbed of smart people. Um, and, and you
0: should, you should explain what Inscriber does because it, that's actually one of my favorite of the Tony <laughs>
2: Um Is this like the general magic of Canada or something? Sounds kind of like Inscriber. It. Well, for you uh, Connor and our Canadian listens listeners uh, CP 24, you know, that's oh, yeah. TV station, yeah. all that it's text everywhere. and everything that's going on. That's Inscriber. So Inscriber is known for doing text for television. Like we do graphics for we. They did, did I, I worked at Inscriber when it was like, I started there when there was like 10 people and then I, I was there for 10 years. So I still consider, I say we. I still say we even though I haven't worked there for 20 years. Um, <laughs> but it's like, you know, one of the first places I worked. Um, it was known for uh, text, text for television. And it just, it just it just was better looking text than everyone else was doing. And also And
0: and you should explain what time period this was like because
2: some of our younger audience members weren't alive. Um (laughs) when did I about nineteen ninety or so is when I started there. Um and at the time, if you wanted to put text on 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 TV, um like in the in the TV studio, like you're in the newsroom and you want to put up so and so reporting from Baghdad, uh that was a hundred thousand dollar machine. And it was, you know, a box that only did text for television if you wanted to change the font size or something you know you had to get down you know, not download you had to like from the company get new fonts at a different point size like it was nothing was dynamic right so my boss um, a guy named Dan Mance, really really great guy uh, he wrote a thing called Inscriber basically wrote it on his own under dos this was a dos program uh, that would do text and would put it out on a targa card before NVIDIA or people like that really existed, um, and and did te- and and you know you could buy a computer and this card and the software and ten thousand dollars, you would have a better text output on top of you know overlaid onto video, um, and it costs ten thousand bucks and you could change the font size on the fly and change the colors and do all this stuff, and people are like, oh my god, that's so much better. Um, so Inscriber did that as their as their main thing. Um, they, the reason I ended up at Adobe is because inscriber and Adobe made a deal together to do a, like a joint venture because uh, Adobe Premiere had a really bad uh text engine even though Adobe as a company had a good text engine Premiere had a bad video text engine so they instead of using their own they bought Inscribers. um and i I got bought I got bought by in, by Adobe um so which is actually funny because uh I worked for, I was at after about five years at Adobe um someone from HR came to me and said, oh, you actually have been at Adobe for 15 years because you're technically a merger, right? You you were a merger from uh, Inscriber to Adobe. So your five years is actually 15 years. And we owe you like this much uh, vacation time. And like, you know, we owe you a sabbatical and we owe you all this stuff because we screwed it all up. And I'm like, all right, I'm taking Fridays off the rest of my life. Like it, it's just, I had so much vacation time, but I would never catch up on my vacation time. And I'm just bad at using vacation time. So they probably still owe me vacation time 10 years later. Uh, anyhow, I've been doing Pixel++ Plus my whole life. That's 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 the summary of that. Because I was at an Inscriber doing pixel processing. I was at BlackBerry making, making the scrolling and everything smooth. It was a thing called Liquid Graphics to make the BlackBerry 60 frames per second. And a sad story there was that the people that were we were in the team that was doing the graphics you know library that you would call we were doing the C graphics library that you would call you would call it from your Java application right and then it would call down into our C eventually.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And we're like this there's no way we can do 60 frames per second because the chip that they were buying for the next the next piece of hardware. And and they're like, you know, it's got to be 60 and we're like Do the math. It literally, you can't push that many pixels across the bus. Like there's just, just, it's not hard to figure out. The bus bandwidth is this. The screen size is this. You can't get this many pixels at 60 frames per second. And they're like, huh. The only thing that got me was like, we're the software guys. You are the hardware guys. You should have already figured this out. So we had to convince them to like switch what chip they were going to buy. Because of course they wanted to buy the cheaper one. we're like, it's just not going to work. Anyhow. Here we are now. Um, so did you end up
1: going back to, so it's, it was Inscriber, Adobe, BlackBerry, and then back to Adobe, no, and then Christy? No, Christy,
2: or, uh, BlackBerry to Christy. So the iPhone came out before you joined BlackBerry. Yes. I, I went to BlackBerry with a with an iPhone in my pocket. Wow. And whenever anyone um, started talking about, how should this work? how should I'm just like, uh, let me just pull out this phone in my pocket. <laughs> how about you make swiping work like this? I was like. They had really weird ideas on how things should work. And then and then the worst, the worst part too is that they didn't... They got in this state of being worried about... Like there was features of the BlackBerry that worked better than... Well, even just a simple thing I noticed recently. Um, if you plug in a phone, if your phone dies, battery dies, right? You, mm-hmm. you get home, you plug it in. Your phone doesn't turn back on. It just charges. But then you still have to press the button to like boot it back up, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: A BlackBerry phone... If it dies, you plug it in. It just turns itself back on. Because, of course, like, you're going to want to turn it back on. Why Why do why do I have to tell it that, right? And there was an argument about that at BlackBerry, about, like, the ne- the next phone is not going to turn itself on. It's like, why not? And they're like, well, iPhone doesn't do that. It's like, well, maybe it's a good mm-hmm. feature that they haven't got to. Like, iPhone didn't do cut and paste either, you know? Like, And you would just get that every now and then of, like, Oh, we shouldn't do that. The um, on screen keyboard, should it show um, uppercase all the time or uppercase and lowercase? Um, iPhone all, all used to, I don't know what it does now, but it used to always show only uppercase letters on the keyboard, right? Even if you're in lowercase, it would only show uppercase because the keyboard was like as if it was a physical keyboard that doesn't change, right? Um, and then Android, it shows uppercase and lowercase. It's a better, it's more feedback on the UI. And BlackBerry had uppercase, lowercase, and then they switched it to uppercase only. And I'm like, that's stupid. That's bad UI. And they're like, well, that's what iPhone does. And I'm like, okay, well, can't, can't win any arguments if you just, you know. It's like, why, why just be a duplicate when there's good features that you had that you, you know. I don't
0: know. So, so we, we have to talk about the most iconic
2: uh-huh.
0: feature, part of the BlackBerry, or feature it's of BlackBerry. The keyboard? Which, Wait. of course, is the keyboard.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I was hoping you were going to say the, the different lights in the top left-hand corner oh, yeah. for the types of mess that uh, that is no, something that even no, to this flashing point. I know no, so many I-
2: people will say that's what they miss the most is the flashing yeah. light. Yeah. So why?
0: That, you know. So why? Why did the physical keyboard die?
2: I, you know what? I think well, there's two reasons, right? Because because it uses up too much screen real estate, right? People just want the bigger screen, um, and a lot of people. So there's a gap, right? When, when the iPhone came out and integrated, um, like basically the, the demo about it, I, I went to, you know, I was working for Adobe. I went down to San Jose to visit the team because um, I was working for Adobe. I was still up in Canada, right? Um, we had a small office up here. Um, I ran an office for Adobe. It's, this, is why, this is why I'm not a manager. It's not a good idea to have me run an office. Um, but we went down and the iPhone had just come out. And, of course, everyone in Silicon Valley just bought one the next day, right? Um, so everyone on the Adobe team that I was working with had one and they just said like, look at this. And then they're like, they went to maps, they found a nearby restaurant, they pressed the button, they called the phone, they made a reservation. We went to the restaurant, right? Which is something we all just do now. That was a killer demo and they didn't even mean it to be a killer demo. They just did it. Yeah. And you couldn't do that on any other phone because it just wasn't all there. Just wasn't all put together. Right. Um, and the iPhone had that. And so now everyone switches the iPhone because it's just got killer features. And then they. Well, wait, wait did, did the first iPhone have maps? Yeah. I think. Was
0: I, it Google Maps yeah, or Yeah, it, it was
2: Google Maps right from the start. It was yeah. just everything was smooth and integrated, right? Um, and then people loved the keyboard because you actually can type faster and everything's faster. But then you get, you learn to live without it because of all these other features that that are killer features. And then you don't feel the need to go back to the keyboard. But I still miss it. I I, I know I'm better with it with the physical keyboard. It's just it's just nicer. Also the Black Blackberry I, I had. Don't know, a, but because
0: because you, you can you know, with the physical keyboard, you can't do all the sorts of tricks that they do with the virtual keyboard. Like with the virtual keyboard, they can do all this you know, oh, you pressed here, but you really meant to press here. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, because where you think you press with your finger versus where you do yeah, yeah, press yeah, yeah. are, like, different yeah, locations. Yeah,
2: BlackBerry was – because BlackBerry had a really – actually, BlackBerry had um, – still, I, I, have an, I have an Android now, and I still think my BlackBerry – last BlackBerry I had with a um, virtual keyboard was a better virtual keyboard than this Android I have in it right now um, because it, it was better at that, figuring out where you meant to click, where you thought you were typing. Um, yeah. And it had better prediction, and um, also BlackBerry was the only phone that had prediction that didn't send it, didn't send your text home to do the prediction. It was all on phone, because BlackBerry yeah. is like totally paranoid um, about security. Um, well,
0: well, that has that, been the black that's been black BlackBerry's market. Yeah, like, from, that's from why BlackBerry on. still makes yeah. still makes phones. Like if you if you work for certain government agencies. You probably have a Blackberry.
2: Yeah. Well, and you know what? You, you, not only did you have a Blackberry, you had a Blackberry made in Canada. Like, yeah. we would sell Blackberries to everyone else that might be made in wherever. But the ones you sold to the government were built in Canada. Like, everything about it was built in Canada. Now, I still
0: wonder the, the, like, were, the, were the chips fabbed yeah, in Canada? Yeah, that's the
2: weird part. You no, know, the chips was still Qualcomm. So, like, yeah. you know, wherever. But uh, everything that could be was in Canada. So and and people like the US were very happy that we were friendly partners yeah
1: anyhow yep do you, do you think there's a parallel universe where blackberry um managed to compete and still is you know is there up with android or was it inevitable that if they stuck with the keyboard and uh,
2: well you know what they they should have gone to android sooner for sure um blackberry could have been the the like one of the top android phones um mm. Blackberry was going to go to Android early days of Android before before it was like this kind of decided, like before Samsung took over, you know, and things like that. Um but the um Google versus Oracle Java uh, uh lawsuit was going on, right? Like Google was getting sued by by Java, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so BlackBerry was like, let's not get involved with that. You know, we've got, we were on good relationship with Oracle and we're, you know, and all the, in Sun and all the business side. We don't want to, we don't want to mess up with that. And, and, you know, we don't, we don't want we can't go to Android right now because there's big question marks whether Android will even survive the lawsuit. So instead they went to QNX, um, and made their own OS, which was cool. Um, like BlackBerry 10 was, uh, was, and the funny part is, this is actually how I started on the C++ committee. Um, BlackBerry 10 was the only phone OS where the where the you know premier language for writing applications was C++. Right? If you're on if you're on iPhone, it used to be um, Objective C, and now it's Swift. If you're on Android, it was Java, now Java Kotlin. Um, Windows had a phone, but they wanted you to use C sharp. And, and they all kind of like, maybe you could use C++ if you tried really hard, but if you wanted to write an app for uh, BlackBerry, you could use some other languages, but the number one choice of language, the one we pushed, was C++. It was the C++ phone, right? And everything was like native C++. Um, and that's one of the reasons I joined the committee, because I, I actually said, I mean, I was already involved. I was already going to Boost conferences and C++ now, and and people like Beeman um, Dawes wanted me. Like, I met him at Boost, and he's like, "Hey, come on to the committee." And he's one of the reasons. He's an awesome guy. Um, he's one of the reasons I got onto the committee. But I also I was at BlackBerry, and I said, "Hey, you know, you're the o- you're the only phone that is relying on C++, and you know who's in the committee? Microsoft, Apple, and and uh, <laughs> Google, right? They they are in control of your the language you chose for your phone. Your three top competitors are, you know, in charge of the language you're using. So you should have somebody on the committee to to you know speak for BlackBerry. And it's actually funny because I wrote this long email saying like all these that and a bunch of other reasons why BlackBerry should have someone on the committee. And then at the very end, it's like, by the way, that person should be me. Like, if it wasn't clear, <laughs> that should be. And this email went to my manager and up and went all the way up to the CEO. And I ended up getting an email back that the CEO's response was just like, well, who should it be? And it's like, well, did you read the whole thing or not? Right. <laughs> and, and my manager sent back to the CEO, it should be Tony, like, no question. And so I got, I was on the committee. And then, of course, it was,
1: was the CEO, uh, I want to say Mike Lombardi, but that could Lazarus. be. Lazarus. La- or yeah, Lazarus
2: Mike L it's right anyhow because it's Mike L internally he was called Mike L um and this is here's another story I just told the other day at work
1: tune in next week to hear Tony's story this is part one of a four-part interview series with Tony Van Eard. thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed and have a great day